Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Rust on the puck into the Kane zone. To not front. And what a save by Ranta! Follow-up attempt is blockered away. Oh, Auntie Ranta with a huge denial on the first shot he sees in this contest. John Marino's gloves it down, keeps it in. Sent behind the net. Bluger has it. Bluger sends it to Boyle. That is score! Oh, what a pretty setup. Bluger finds Brian Boyle crashing the net. And late here in the first period, the Penguins take the lead. He goes up top for Slavin. Back to Svechnikov. Across the ice. Bumper slot. Ajo. Rebound chance. Trocek digs at it. Still loose. And Jari will cover it up. Excellent chance for that unit. And still 42 seconds left on the power play. Rodriguez goes wide. Stop chance. Ronto with the save. Oh, what a save. Auntie Ronta. My goodness. As he robs Rodriguez. And it tries to keep in. They do in the slot. And a quick load on the shot by Trocek. Jari might have gotten a piece on the way by. Trocek sets it back up. Pesci's drive. He scores! Oh, what a laser from Brett Pesci. And the offense from the defense continues for Carolina. It's a 2-1 hockey game in Pittsburgh. Kane still working on this puck. Aho gets to it. Centers it out in front. Jari with a big save as he robs Tara Linen. And Pittsburgh releases the pressure and sends this one down against it. Long shot from the opposite end. And that finds the empty net. Pittsburgh will go up 3-1. to one. It's Chris Letang. Scooped it, took the chance. And it pays off. No, that'll be Sidney Crosby. From any distance, Crosby finds the empty net. And that'll be 3-1. Pittsburgh in the lead. Gaines trying to get back in this one. The stall throws one. And this goal! This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold as the Hurricanes fall in Pittsburgh 4-2, ending their four-game winning streak capping off yet another back-to-back, the sixth in their last seven weeks. They'll get one at the end of this upcoming week. Well, toward the end, it's a Thursday, Friday in Toronto and then home against the Washington Capitals. And they'll get one next week as well. We got a lot of things to cover, short period of time. Uh, This is going to be a quickie version of the morning after pod. Uh, It's a back-to-back, man. What what, What do you expect? Uh, all right, so uh, first, let me tell you, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Uh, for all of your exterior home improvement needs, roofing, siding, windows, entry doors, storm doors, everything you need for the outside of your home, you can find it 
at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can go online for a free no-obligation estimate at AluminumCompany.com. My opinion, Canes were the better team today. In fact, I think the Canes were better, maybe even significantly better, than they were yesterday in the win over the Philadelphia Flyers. Better opponent, Pittsburgh, obviously. Uh, but also, Pittsburgh just kind of, they cashed in on the the chances that they had, and Carolina did not. And this has been a little bit of a, an issue. This is a little lull in the offensive production. Sometimes it's a bad bounce or an unlucky bounce here or there. Uh, sometimes the puck just eludes you as opposed to being on your tape. Uh, and sometimes it's just a little bit of a funk. And I think we're pretty much in the third uh, one of those. Just a little bit of an offensive lull for Carolina, especially as it pertains to not cashing in on some of the real good grade-A chances. Jordan Stahl starts the game with a grade-A opportunity 10 seconds in, uh, and he shoots it wide. He had another chance uh, the next time he had the puck. Uh, and Tristan Jari, who was excellent today, Tristan Jari makes the save. Uh, but Andrei Svechnikov, Sebastian Ajo, Jacob Slavin uh, had a chance in tight. Actually thought the better play would have been to shoot it before he went around the D. Hey, uh, great move to get around the D, but he was in so tight that the only chance he had was to uh, really go upstairs under the bar, and he just couldn't do it, uh, and Jari makes the save. I and mean, Carolina, you know, Ajo had a chance also uh, in the slot uh, actually, you heard that highlight uh, on the power play, and he shot that kind of low, which is fine, um, but great save. Uh, that might have been the best save that Jari had to make all game long. But uh, Carolina had plenty of chances to score, just couldn't convert. I thought they were good today. Um, they certainly weren't worse than Pittsburgh. I think the Penguins, Mike Sullivan, if he's talking, is probably going, yeah, we were uh, not fortunate because uh, they played well. I think both teams played well. I just think Carolina had the edge in play for much of it. They weren't as good in the second period as they were in the first, but Carolina was really good in the first, trailed one nothing. Talk about not getting enough out of those moments. So the last two games before today, Carolina dominated in the first period and were even at zeros. Today, obviously, better opponent, not dominant, but the better team, and you trailed. One nothing, and we'll get to the reason for why that was the case in a little bit. Second period, I thought the second period was a little quiet both ways uh, in terms of real good scoring opportunities, uh, but I still think at the end of the day, Carolina had the puck more. Uh, but again, Pittsburgh gets the goal. I thought it was really an even period, but Pittsburgh got the goal. And then in the third, Carolina came out and figured, we're just going to pour it out. See what happens here. We're down two. Uh, they get the Brett Pesci goal, 440 in. That was probably the second or third pretty good scoring chance of the period, and that was 440 in when Pesci made it 2-1, and Carolina was continuing to push. Uh, I thought their, uh, the, the penalty, to, I think it was Ian Cole for interference, kind of... Uh, took away a little bit of Carolina's momentum, but they got it back. And Carolina, you know, continued to put tons of uh, looks on net. I think Tavo Teravainen had that incredible chance in tight that Jari made a great save on. Uh, and then Carolina, you know, pulls the goalie with about two minutes left. I would have done it earlier. Rod does not like to do it that early. Uh, I would I would go about three minutes left. 
Uh, you know, certainly between, uh, you know, but roughly 2.30, give or take. Uh, Rod waited until just after um, the two-minute mark to pull Ante Ranta. And Sidney Crosby got a puck in the corner and just no hesitation at all. Just turned and whipped it right like uh, right center of the Hurricanes net. It's 3-1. You think it's over, but it's not. Sebastian Ajo picks up a loose puck behind the net and throws it off of Kristen Jari. I don't know if it hit Jari or not. It might have hit, went in off of him. It was going in anyway. So Ajo makes it 3-2. Carolina you know, didn't really get great chances the rest of the way, and then Zach Aston Reese finishes it off with the second empty net goal of the game. Uh, 4-2 final, you would think six goals. If you had over five and a half goals, you have to be mad. <laughs> Pittsburgh picks up two empty net goals, and Carolina had an extra attacker goal uh, in that with Ronta off for uh, a six skater. So I thought Carolina played well, uh, just didn't get enough out of their good moments, and that's been a case, been the case a little bit. The data on this, um, scoring chances for the game, Carolina 28-16 in all situations, 16-8 advantage in high danger chances. This is according to Natural Stat Trick. And there are times where I look at this and go, nah, I didn't see, see it that way. I think it's kind of representative of where Carolina was today. Uh, and again, the third period, we can, we can debate whether or not the third period carries meaning because Pittsburgh had a 2 nothing lead going into the period, except that Carolina started the period well, scored the goal, and had 15 minutes to play with. They were still the better team just about the entire way. Um, so... Uh, I think Carolina pushed, and they had uh, 43-23 edge in shots. I thought Carolina was pretty good today. A couple of areas that were are concerning, and take that with a grain of salt, all things relative. Canes uh, have not been awesome in the face-off circle of late, and they pretty much got dominated today. Vincent Trocek and Sebastian Ajo were uh, both significantly sub-500 today on the dot, and they need to be better there. It's part of their game. Um, so that was not a, not good. I think they lost 60, they lost 60-40 in terms of a face-off winning percentage. Penalty kill continues to be good. Uh, the third power play for Pittsburgh uh, actually generated some zone time and a few chances. The first two did not. Uh, Carolina's penalty kill in the first two power plays was just awesome. Uh, and then, you know, Pittsburgh did everything really but score on the third one, but that's good um, and because Carolina had already drawn within one goal. Brett Pesci was tremendous today. Jacob Slavin continues to be Jacob Slavin, but Pesci, 11 shot attempts, seven shots on goal. And I don't know if this is a good sign or a bad sign. Uh, it might be a sign of a team settling for jump shots. Uh, Carolina of Carolina's 43 shots on goal, 19, 19 came from their top four defensemen. Actually, 20 came from the blue line because Jalen Chatfin, Chatfield, I think, had the only other shot on goal. 19 shots between Pesci, Shea, Slavin, and Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear played over 20 minutes tonight. I actually thought that it was one of Bears' better games. I mean, there were mistakes, you know, here and there, but uh, I really I really liked Ethan Bear today, and that's good going forward just in case Carolina can't secure another top-four D-man uh, because Bear, 
Uh, and who knows, maybe even Ian Cole, but I think Ian Cole is going to stay in the lineup because uh, it, it would be Bears' spot unless Tony D'Angelo has a setback upon returning. Uh, they've actually uh, clarified what the D'Angelo injury is, uh, and they have called it uh, like a, an abdominal injury it, that is upper body. Uh, so those types of things tend to be uh, you, you have to be very careful with them, and Carolina's position in the standing certainly allows you to have a little more time. Uh, the lead in the division now down to six points over Pittsburgh. Still a game in hand, uh, and the season series with the Penguins is over. Season series with the Flyers is over. Season series with the Penguins is over. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, the season series with Washington and Tampa will both be over. So the uh, Hurricanes are uh, running out of, actually, Toronto, too. That, that series will be over. Um, and the Hurricanes will have, I believe, two more games left, left with the Rangers, both in New York. Uh, they'll be done with the Metropolitan Division playoff teams. Uh, and, in fact, uh, the, the Atlantic Division playoff teams will be over, too, uh, because Florida and Boston uh, those season series have all been completed. But we'll talk about uh, the uh, the upcoming schedule uh, later in the week. Anyway, um, so this is this, uh, this stretch that is over now, and I have uh, two things I want to get to before I go through the goals and we explain kind of uh, what happened here. One, uh, Derek Stepan stayed in the lineup today after uh, being one of the heroes from the win over Philadelphia. I loved Stepan's game yesterday. I think he was very good again today. I think Carolina's best lines were uh, the Trocek, Svechnikov, and Martinuk, but then they flipped it, and then the Aho line with Svechnikov and Turbo and Teravainen. Uh, that line, I mean, honestly, Andre is good. Uh, not we all know he's good, but Andre adds so much to each line that he's on that it actually makes Carolina's, whichever line that is, it just helps them get better. Uh, and I thought there was a noticeable difference in Ajo and Teravainen before Andre and after Andre joined them. Um, but I thought the third, the fourth line was really good. Kokaniemi and Lawrence and Stepan together, all very good. I am curious... Uh, on on Thursday in Toronto, if we don't see Jarvis draw back in, and what happens, who is the extra forward? I'm just going to say this once. I'm not going to belabor the point. I think a game in the press box would do Martin Natchez some good. He was a contributing factor to Pittsburgh's first goal. We'll explain that in a sec. Um and I'd like to see Jarvis draw back in. You don't want a kid like that to sit too long. Uh, but uh, Natchez just uh, has not gotten his game back to where it needs to be. Uh, so we'll see what Rod does with the extra forward. Uh, I do know this. Rod loathes punishing in those ways. And that's why I thought a couple of weeks ago when he took Jarvis out, it was good because it was after Jarvis had played a couple of good games in a row, it was it was easier to sell, hey, we just need to rotate. We just need to rotate Derek back in. We're going to take you out. Uh, it's also possible that we might see 
uh, Stephen Lawrence come out of the lineup. I mean, it's just possible. There's a lot of guys who, you know, whether it's Lawrence, I don't think he'll pull Jordan Martinook out of the lineup. He certainly could step on Jarvis. Those are the candidates for that. But I think nature should be on that list as well. Um, All right, so that's just one thought about the lineup. Uh, And now the Hurricanes get three days off before they will head to Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. Let's go through the goals if we could. And we're going to start with Pittsburgh's first goal. I'm actually going to play this one for you. I'm going to start with this goal because really this was a buildup. Carolina was the better team, and they had played a very clean first period. And then with the Ajo line against the fourth line on the ice, uh, they had trouble getting the puck out of the zone. They had opportunities. Slavin passed the puck up to Natchez, uh, who uh, just couldn't handle the puck, batted it back. Uh, down towards the Carolina goal line. Not the goal, but the goal line extended. Uh, and then they had another opportunity to get it out. Tavo Teravainen uh, tries to flip it out. It doesn't get out. Natchez assumed it's coming out, so Natchez kind of circled and he was kind of off on his horse rather than support the play. Uh, it doesn't get out. It stays in. Teddy Bluger gets it behind the net, and the rest is unfortunate history. John Marino's gloves it down, keeps it in, sent behind the net. Bluger has it. Bluger sends it to Boyle to score. Oh, what a pretty setup. Bluger finds Brian Boyle crashing the net. And late here in the first period, the Penguins take the lead. So one nothing Pittsburgh. So it happened late, right? It happened 1850 of the first period. So 70 seconds left. Uh, and Carolina, who was the better team after one, trails one nothing. which obviously that's not what you want. Second period, midway through, um, the stall line loses a battle along the wall. It stays in the net. It's, it stays in the offensive zone. Malkin with a nice uh, leave for Mike Matheson at the point, and he really just flips it on net. And Ronta's there for the save, but Danton Heinen just gets a stick on it, deflects it down, it goes five-hole, and just kind of trickles through Ronta. Um, if you wanted to bang him for, you know, leaving a gap in the five-hole, your prerogative, but uh, he's sliding to make a clear save, uh, and it's just kind of unlucky. It just kind of trickles through. Uh, 2 nothing Pittsburgh. Carolina starts the third period like absolute madmen. They were on fire. Uh, and finally, Brett Pesci cashes in. Carolina tries to keep in. They do the slide and a quick load on this shot by Trocek. Jari might have gotten a piece on the way by. Trocek sets it back up. Pesci's drive. He scores! Oh, what a laser from Brett Pesci. And the offense from the defense continues for Carolina. It's a 2-1 hockey game in Pittsburgh. I think that was like the second or third scoring chance on that shift. So uh, Carolina, the entire third period, really was pouring it on. Uh, and then we, we fast forward. Actually, I'm going to play the uh, another chance. Tavo Teravainen had a great opportunity in tight, but Jari was up to the task. Kane still working on this puck. Aho gets to it, centers it out in front. Jari with a big save as he robs Teravainen. Releases the pressure and sends this one down the ice. And then eventually Carolina pulls the goalie. 
And Sidney Crosby's on the ice, so you know what that means. Pittsburgh gets it. Long shot from the opposite end. And that finds the empty net. Pittsburgh will go up 3-1. to one. It's Chris Letang. Scooped it, took the chance. And it pays off. No, that'll be Sidney Crosby. From any distance, Crosby finds the empty net. And that'll be 3-1. Pittsburgh in the lead. Yeah, yeah Crosby, <laughs> you heard Trippy. Yep. Uh, Crosby just kind of tracked down the puck behind the net uh, in the corner and uh, just whipped it almost dead center, just right of dead center. Uh, and it's 3-1, but Carolina wasn't done. Uh, they have a, a an opportunity. Jordan Stahl takes a shot. Sebastian Ajo behind the net for loose change. Now the Canes trying to get back in this one. Stahl throws one, and they score! Ajo behind the net, banks it in off the Jari. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's a one-goal game again. A minute 23 left here in the third period. From that point, though, Carolina, I think, had a little bit of possession, but not good enough. Uh, I don't believe they got another really good shot at Jari. Uh, and then Zach Aston Reese uh, iced it with another power, another empty net goal, and it was 4-2. That's your final. The Hurricanes uh, now uh, head home for a couple of days uh, before embarking on the uh, the next nine games of this incredible run. Uh, actually, it might be eight games. Thursday at Toronto, Friday home against Washington. That's a Thursday, Friday back-to-back. Rangers here on Sunday. Tampa Bay on Tuesday at PNC Arena. Dallas on Thursday at PNC Arena. At St. Louis Saturday. This is all, these are all playoff teams, people. Uh, And all, I mean, Dallas, we all know how tough Dallas has been on the Hurricanes, except for last year for some reason. Uh, But Dallas is just a big, heavy team, although they have some injury issues. Uh, They're at St. Louis on Saturday, and then a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back at Washington, at Tampa. So when all those games are done, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the next eight games between now and next Tuesday night, the Hurricanes will be done except for two games with the Rangers, with playoff teams in both conferences. Actually, no, they have Minnesota. One game, a home game with Minnesota left. So they'll have three of their last 16 games will be against teams that are currently inside the playoff cut line. Does that matter? Probably not. Carolina has played well against the better teams, but this is a gauntlet that they are running here in the month of March. And that'll take us pretty much to the end of March. It'll be the fourth set of back-to-backs in March. Remember, we have the one Thursday and Friday, and then the following, uh, well, not the following Monday and Tuesday, but the one after that, Monday and Tuesday. So that'll be the fourth set of back-to-backs in March. It'll be eight times in a 10-week span. No, more than that. Um, Nine times in an 11-week span that they have played back-to-back nights. Uh, but that's uh, that's part of the schedule when you had built in for uh, an Olympic break and there was a little bit longer All-Star break and then you had COVID and you had to put games back in. So uh, all of it kind of got, uh, got jumbled up. So Canes lose 4-2, no fret, still with a six-point lead and a game in hand over the Penguins. 
And uh, maybe we'll see you between uh, now and Thursday when the Canes take on the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. Last time Carolina was in Toronto, that was the first game after the All-Star break. Played okay, couple of mistakes, had them in overtime where they lost the game on a power play goal to Toronto. So uh, I think Carolina's capable of playing a better game and playing behind Toronto's defense if they do that. Carolina's, uh, rather, uh, Toronto's had some goaltending issues. Jack Campbell hasn't played as well, and he's hurt, I believe. Peter Morazic has had to play. Morazic, though, played very well in that game against the Hurricanes. See how uh, how Carolina does. And remember, the Hurricanes, we are now eight days until the trade deadline, and the Hurricanes are in this scoring lull. This is now uh, with the two today. Take out the two empty net goals. Uh, and Carolina has 16 goals in their last eight games. I'm Adam Gold. Remember, the Canes Corner Podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company. No place like it. Everything for the exterior of your home. Siding, got it. Roofing, yeah. Windows, uh uh-huh. Know the difference between a bay and a bow window? I don't. They do. You might like one and not the other. Find out more about it. Online, AluminumCompany.com. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating. You can give us a review. That's fine. Just enjoy it. So if you follow it, shows up in your phone. You don't have to wonder, hey, did that, did Adam do the podcast? Because you'd know because it's right there for you. I appreciate your time. I'm Adam. We'll talk to you at the, at the latest after the Canes and the Leafs on Thursday. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.